first of the readings. The first reading is taken from the Epistle to the Ephesians, chapter 4, and beginning at verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us, and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The Gospel is found in John chapter 6 and beginning at verse 35. And then we're going to go to verse 41. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. At this, the Jews began to grumble about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I come down from heaven? Stop grumbling amongst yourselves. Jesus answered, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, They will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise be to you, O Christ.
Shall we pray? Speak, O Lord, as we come to receive the food of your holy word. Take the truth and plant it deep in us. Shape and fashion us in your likeness, that the light of Christ may be seen in all our acts of love and deeds of faith. Speak, O Lord, and fulfill in us all your purposes for your glory. Amen. From the gospel reading that was read to us this morning, the bread of life discourse, which follows the feeding of the 5,000, where Jesus provided some bread and two fishes, from two fishes, which was sort of the staple food for those living in Galilee. He provided to the masses what was needed to sustain their physical life. But in the gospel, the evangelist points out that Jesus' miracles are not just mere events of power. They are significant and they point beyond themselves like signs. They pointed to Jesus. So the miracle is in fact that Jesus not only provides bread, but if rightly understood, he is the bread. But for those gathered together in the synagogue in Capernaum, this was hard to understand and accept. The bread of life that would satisfy them spiritually, as Jesus explained to them metaphorically about the bread, they found it hard. What eating is to the body, believing is to the soul. But just as the physical bread is to be eaten for sustenance, that is physical sustenance, so too the spiritual bread is to be believed on for spiritual sustenance. So Jesus went on to explain these truths, which you'll see in verses 44, 45, and 47. So if you could refer to that, it's page 1071 in your Bibles. And we look at these truths and to learn from them. So one truth we learn is man's natural helplessness and inability to repent or believe. We find the Lord saying in verse 44, No man can come unto me except the Father who sent me draws him. Until the Father draws the heart of a man by his grace, that is an unmerited favor, man will not believe. This truth contained in these verses needs some careful thought. We are spiritually dead and have no power to give ourselves life. We need a new principle to be put in in us from above. And this is a proven fact 
that the condition of ourselves after the fall of Adam is such that we cannot, by our own efforts, by our own natural strength and good works, turn to faith and call upon God. Our corrupt will, the secret disinclination, a lack of heart are the real causes for this unbelief. And it is here where the problem lies. The power that we lack is a new will. It is precisely at this point that we need the drawing of the Father. It is the prompting or the urging of God's Holy Spirit that one responds to when choosing to believe. One therefore cannot believe without the help of God. Without the grace of God, no one can become a believer. And the grace, which was very costly because of Calvary, is offered to us as a gift to receive freely. And by receiving and believing on the bread of life, one is spiritually sustained. Another important truth Jesus alluded to is from the Old Testament where all the people are taught directly by God. I think Jesus was referring to Isaiah 54 and Jeremiah 31 where the people and the children are taught by God and they enjoy peace. He was stressing the importance of not merely hearing but learning, learning about God. We are taught by God through his word, through the experiences we face, the thoughts the Holy Spirit brings to us and the relationships with other believers. Yet again, another act of undeserved favor for spiritual sustenance. We also learn from this passage that is in verse 47 about eternal life, that belief in Jesus brings eternal life. Eternal life, we should observe, is a present possession. It is not said that he shall have it at the last, on the judgment day. It is now, even now, in this world, so continuous believing on Jesus is a mark of eternal life with him, an ongoing intimate relationship with him. So the question I wish to place before us this morning based on these truths, the grace of God, the teaching and eternal life, are we feeding on and savoring the bread of life that can sustain us spiritually. Christ is the sustenance of our lives. In this wilderness of sin, we can never get a morsel to satisfy the hunger of our spirits, except we find that in Jesus. He is the only bread that will satisfy and sustain us. We are to believe and daily recognize the Lordship of Christ in every detail of our lives. It does not call for a legal conformity, 
but a life of his liberating grace. He nourishes us with every spiritual blessing as we looked to him in faith. He is good as his word, never to disappoint us. The very fact we have his word to teach us and guide us, his spirit to empower us and help us to commune with him every moment of our lives, these are graces we cannot overlook. And then the benefits we enjoy with the assembling of believers, just as we are here gathered this morning. It is another grace, another blessing. In a few moments, we will celebrate the Lord's Supper, his broken bread and the shed blood. May we ask ourselves, are we savoring the bread of life? If we have not started, Maybe we can consider it prayerfully and with the Spirit's help, make a start. Perhaps even today. And if we are on a journey savoring the bread of life, I pray that we would seek to grow in the knowledge and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, appropriating all his blessings and following the instructions as a reminder which was read in our epistles passage. And as we strive to display the character of Christ in our everyday lives, making him real and appealing to those around us that they too would come to know him. May we also join with the psalmist in declaring, O taste and see that the Lord is good. I close with a hymn, words of a hymn by William Gadsby, which has been a real source of encouragement for me. It goes like this. Immortal honors rest on Jesus' head. My God, my portion, and my living bread. In him I live, upon him cast my care. He saves from destruction and despair. He is my refuge in every deep distress. My Lord and glorious righteousness. Through floods and flames he safely leads me on and daily makes his sovereign goodness known. My every need he richly will supply. Nor will his mercy ever let me die. In him there dwells a treasure all divine, and matchless grace has made that treasure mine. Oh, that my soul could love and praise him more. His beauty trace, his majesty adore. Live near his heart, upon his bosom lean. Obey his voice and all his will esteem. Shall we pray? O bread of life, we thank you for reminding us that in you we can find our spiritual sustenance. Help us, Lord, as we continue to serve you 
and live our lives to worship you and honor you, that we will constantly remember to depend on you for our spiritual and our entire life to be sustained by you, by your grace and by your love. And we ask all this in your loving and most precious name. Amen.